Hey, yo, hey, and welcome to the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Black, here to help you navigate thoughts, feelings, and actions to help you live and feel like a badass. Every week, I'm tackling barriers and limiting thoughts that keep us from showing up each day as our most complete and authentic selves. Fear, people-pleasing, guilt around prioritizing self-care, giving too many shits about what other people think, and so much more. So if you're ready to empower your inner badass, put on your sassy pants and get comfy. Let's do this. Hey yo, welcome back my friends. Have you ever sat down to gather info about how to achieve a goal and upon hearing the guidance you're given, you think to yourself, well, I'm not doing that. I can't tell you how often this goes through my head. My freaked out, antisocial, little introverted self hears all of the things that I should be doing to grow my business, connect with people and all that jazz. And I think, nope, nope, not me, not doing it. Why? Because that sounds horrifying. Because people will judge me. I'll sound like a moron. I'll screw it up. People will figure out I have no friggin' clue what I'm doing. Or I could die. Okay, so (laughs) I realize the last one is a little bit dramatic of me, but hey, There are times when I will stand by that 100%, just maybe not so much in the context of starting and running my business. Anyway, I recently found myself in this horrendous thought spiral as I was going through a training from Amy Porterfield, to whom I owe immense gratitude for lighting the biggest fire under my ass to begin with, but I'll save my fangirling for another time. During this training, she's outlining the things that she recommends to grow my email list, which is, you know, essential for my potential customer base. It's kind of important for running a business. And so many times I found myself saying, nope, not doing that. Nope, no way. Are you freaking kidding me? Guys, this is stuff that people do every day. It's like the Facebook and Instagram lives and just all kinds of different things that just give me little mini anxiety attacks. It's no big thing. So when I when I realized the thought going through my head for the umpteenth time, nope, I'm not doing that. I thought to myself, where is this reservation coming from? Fear. With great big bold letters, fear. But fear of what? I realize in retrospect, this is probably pretty obvious. Of course, fear is the culprit. It's always easier to see the obvious when you're on the outside looking in, but we never really see that in the moment, do we? And yes, I'm saying we and bringing you along with me on this runaway train because I can't be the only one, okay? Okay, thanks. So, confession. I give way too many shits about what other people think, even still. I'm working on this, it's a continual work in progress, and I'm getting better. I also think I'm hardly alone in this, but it continues to be one of the biggest uphill battles for me, though the incline isn't nearly as steep as it used to be. So when this fear comes up, I realize that it's fear of what other people will think, what they'll say, how they'll judge me, will they criticize me, surely they'll think I'm a joke. So, gross, I know. And then I have to stop and ask myself, Why do I care? How does anyone else's opinion of me affect me? And what proof do I have that any of this is true? There's also this concept of if someone doesn't like me, if they don't resonate with my message, if they think I'm lame or they disagree with my perspective, it's their prerogative to move along, to just let it go. 
Not everyone can be my people, and I don't want to waste anyone's time if my message isn't for them. I also don't want to do a disservice to the people who are resonating with my message by trying to be all of the things to all of the people all of the time. Because we all know that's a trap. <laughs> we, we try to convince ourselves that we can be all those things, but let's face it, it's a trap. So all these thoughts go swirling through my head, and I think to myself, what do I have to gain if I let this fear get the best of me? What do I have to lose? There's pros and cons to everything, so I'm not going to say that the fear is out to get you in every way every single time and not to listen to it. We have the gift of fear for a reason. Fear keeps us safe. But it can also sabotage us. So I can picture you right now saying, Sabrina, what the fuck? Is fear good or bad? Do I listen to it or not? Will you please pick a side? Do you remember what I said back in episode three about advice that I hate? No? Yeah, I know. I can barely remember what I did yesterday. But anyway, in that episode, I talked about the type of response you want to hear from coaches when they're speaking broadly about a topic. Do you remember what that is? This magic statement is, it depends. So... Is fear good or bad? Well, it depends. In my case, I think there's an argument for both sides. It's good because it forces me to be thoughtful about what steps I'm going to take and what steps I'm willing to take to grow my business. But the downside is that if I let fear rule my decision making and I opt out of things that will help me grow, that's not really serving me. One caveat that I will mention here is that if you're ever in a situation where your fear fires up and something just doesn't feel right in your gut, and you find yourself afraid, get out of the situation. If you're feeling unsafe, it doesn't matter if it's legit or not. Do you really want to find out? I don't know about you, but I'd rather be wrong and not know it than be right and potentially hurt or dead. You see the thought spiral here? So when I'm walking by the river and I see two stranger dangers just chilling near the boat ramp and sitting on the open trunk of their car, I'm going to call a friend and wrap up that walk real quick. I'm just saying. Okay, so I'm a little all over the place at the moment, so let's bring this back to the main point. How fear keeps us from doing things that will help us grow and achieve our goals. For me, this fear of embarrassment and this fear of failure wildly kicks into gear when I learn that my little introverted self is going to have to put on a brave face for the world to see. At least, that's what the fear is preventing me from doing right now. Sometimes, fear will keep me from trying new things because... What if I suck at it? If this sounds like you, I'm going to tell you what I constantly try to remind myself. You will suck at it. You're new to it. Have fun with it. So, you know, at least you have something to laugh about later, right? Okay, so let's look at this from the perspective of lifestyle goals. My whole purpose with my coaching business is to help people live a badass life. This means a life that is full of confidence, energy, feeling good in their bodies, minds, and hearts, loving who they are, and accepting all of the little imperfections. What it takes to get there is going to vary depending on where people are starting from. So let's start with something simple that I think a lot of people can relate to right now. Stress. It's hard to live a badass life when you're feeling stressed as fuck all the time. Put yourself in this situation with me for a minute. You get up in the morning with just enough time to shower and start your day before going to work, this applies whether going to work means wandering into your home office or driving to the office. And I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you shower before work. If you don't, I won't tell, but for the sake of this scenario, you do. Okay, so you're showered at work, 
but you barely give yourself time to wake up. So now you're caffeinated AF because it's the only way you're going to be able to focus on your email inbox of 327 messages that stacked up over the weekend. How did that happen? Who knows? This shit just happens. And if you're working on the weekend and it's not considered part of your normal work schedule, stop it. The rest of us could use the stress break and not come in on Monday to the weekend work that just couldn't wait for you. So please don't. Please and thank you. Anyway, you're at work digging through your emails, putting out fires over stupid things. This isn't a judgment. It's just an observation. It's almost always stupid things that you have to put out the fires for. And then you eat your lunch at your desk because your email has only grown since the morning and by the afternoon you've barely gotten up to pee, so you're lethargic, stiff, and completely drained, and wait, it's 1.30? You totally thought it was 3. Insert your expletive of choice here. You manage to snag a candy bar from the vending machine at some point in the afternoon, at which point you're pretty much just moving email around in your inbox because your brain is tapped out and you've got nothing left to be productive, but you're expected to sit in front of your computer for another couple hours, so sit and futz around you'll do. Finally, you get to go home. By the time you get home or emerge from your home office, you've got decisions to make about do you work out? Do you walk the dog? Do you sit catatonic on your couch and watch whatever's recommended on Netflix while you scroll through your phone? Is it too early to make dinner and go to bed? Before you know it, somehow it's 10 o'clock at night and you can't recall anything that you've done with your evening and you know you should get to bed, but now you're wired and you just know you're not going to be able to get to sleep if you go to bed now. So you put on a movie until you fall asleep on the couch where you dream about the work you didn't get done, wake up at two in the morning and debate whether to actually go to bed or just stay put. Maybe you have others in your house who don't, who you don't dare wake up by getting up and moving around because if you do, they will want to play. And I'm looking at you, every dog out there ever. Before you know it, the alarm on your phone is going off and you're snoozing it for the umpteenth time. You're stressed, you're exhausted, and you're stuck in a loop. It's another day of the same, except add to that phone calls from your brother you're avoiding, the bills you haven't paid, the boss who needs a quick chat before you leave, and hey, did you hear about what happened to such and such? You get my point. Life is stressful. There's a lot that's going on every single day, even if at the end of the day, you can't seem to list off a single thing you accomplished. Which in and of itself is a fallacy, by the way, because I guarantee you, you can come up with at least three things that you accomplished during the day, and I recommend that practice. Okay, so let's think about the things that are recommended to deal with stress, just in general. You've got things like meditate, journal, practice self-care, exercise, establish a healthy bedtime routine so you can get seven to nine hours of quality sleep, set boundaries, prioritize your work, and that's prioritize your work in terms of like prioritize your tasks, not like prioritize it over other things. Okay, come along with me on that. <laughs> Eat a healthy diet and learn to say no. The list will go on and on, but that's a pretty good list. So tell me, how many times did you scoff at me and say, I'm not doing that? More than you'd probably admit, or maybe you would. I encourage you to be honest with me. Why? Because it's hard. And what's really behind that? Fear. Afraid to meditate because there's no way you can shut your brain off long enough to meditate. And then what? You've wasted time because you've tried to sit and do nothing when you should have done something. And now you're even further behind. And what's going to happen now? Journal? 
You don't like to write. That sounds dumb. What would you say? What if someone reads it? Ding, ding, ding. There's the fear. If it's not that, it's a fear of what you might uncover about yourself and your thoughts and what might need to change as a result from that. Exercise. Who's got time for that? Also, what if it's hard? Maybe you're out of shape and you're embarrassed and you're afraid you won't be able to do much. What if you can't do it at all? What if you can't stick to it? I could go on and on about all the other things, but I'll spare you. I think you understand. The point is, these are all things that not only help support stress management, they're also just good for an overall healthy badass life. And some of these you may have mastered and they're no big deal, which is amazing. It's always awesome to have a habit that you can say, yeah, I mastered this one. I'm reaping the rewards from that. I'm willing to bet that for any of these for which you're experiencing resistance, the following fears are the ones that are probably coming up for you. Fear of failure. Why bother starting something if you're not going to stick to it or if you're not going to be able to do it? Fear of what you'll have to give up. If you focus on eating a healthy diet, you'll have to change your eating habits and have to give up all the things you love. This isn't true, by the way, but that's the general assumption tied to eating a healthy diet. Fear it won't work. Why waste your time on fill in the blank when it's not going to work or solve any of your problems anyway? Fear it will work. Did I surprise you with this one? Sometimes we identify things like stress, exhaustion, and general unhappiness. If we make a change and it works, it's kind of like losing a piece of our identity. It's scary. And, you know, you might be thinking, well, it's kind of sad if that's kind of, you know, part of your identity, but it happens. Like we become these people who identify as I'm stressed, I'm busy, I'm exhausted, I'm, you know, fill in the blank. So I won't talk about this too much now, but definitely something to ask yourself if you're feeling fear about changing part of your lifestyle. Another one is fear that you will alienate yourself from others. What if your friends and family aren't on board with this change? Will you be able to sustain it if they're not? Will they still want to be your friend? Will it create waves in your family? Fear of the unknown. What else will change if you make this change? What if you learn something about yourself that you're not ready to learn? What other fears come up for you when it comes to implementing changes that will ultimately help you achieve something that you say you want? I mean, that's a pretty decent list, but maybe your fears are different. Have you identified them before? I've talked a bit on this podcast about what do you want and how bad do you want it? This episode is very much tied to that because when you don't want something bad enough, all of these little fears can stop you from achieving what you say you want to achieve. Because remember, wanting something doesn't mean it's just going to happen. If you want something, you're almost definitely going to need to change something to make it happen. Now, side note, yes, I do believe in manifestation. I believe that there is a really strong component there, but I don't believe that you can just manifest things without changing absolutely anything. So story for another time. But the point is that you will eventually need to change something in your lifestyle if you want something to change. It seems really simple, but sometimes we really do try to make things happen without making any changes and it just doesn't make sense. So if you want to be less stressed, have more energy, lose weight, feel more confident, whatever it is, you can't achieve those things without changing something. So when you find yourself doing the research and exploring the recommended changes or lifestyle habits necessary for you to achieve your goal and you find yourself saying, I'm not doing that, stop. Ask yourself, 
What am I afraid of? I think asking yourself questions is one of the best ways of all time to build some self-awareness and find the path that's right for you. So here are some questions to ask yourself when you find yourself getting in your own way with, I'm not doing that. Your questions are, what am I afraid of? Is that fear real or imagined? Where is this fear coming from? What will happen if I do it anyway? What will happen if I don't do it? What other options do I have or what else could I change to achieve the same result? How bad do I really want to achieve this goal? What will my life look like if I don't take any action? I know that journaling isn't for everyone, but I really recommend using these questions as journal prompts and then letting your feelings just free flow, unfiltered and fancy free. If you're worried about someone reading it, destroy it afterward. Journaling doesn't have to be done in a pretty little journal or notebook. Hell, journal on a paper towel that you then use to wipe up the dog's drool after you've opened a slice of Kraft cheese. What it is about this for dogs, I have no idea, but if you know, you know. One of the reasons I recommend journaling is because when you get in a state of flow with journaling where you're basically just word vomiting on the page, thoughts and feelings come out that maybe you didn't recognize or are new to you in some way. I think this is the coolest thing because sometimes it opens doors that I wouldn't have thought about otherwise when I'm journaling. And if you're like, no, Sabrina, I'm not doing that, that's stupid. One, ask yourself where the judgment is coming from and what you're afraid of. And two, just use it as a thought exercise. Think through the questions while you're driving to work, making dinner, starting your day, walking your dog. Just think about the questions and let your mind wander. I don't recommend doing this right before bed because that's just asking for trouble. Once you've taken some time to noodle on these questions a bit, your next step is to decide what you're going to do. Depending on what the journaling or thought exercise resulted in for you, your next steps could look like figuring out what it is you really want and reworking your goal. Deciding that You're going to throw the fear to the wind and just do the damn thing tomorrow. No judges. I get it. Brainstorm on other ways to achieve your goal, incorporating changes that you feel more confident about. Or call up a friend to get their perspective on what you could, should do next. You never know how you might be able to get their support in the meantime. They may be really excited for you and want to participate. Whatever you do next, just do something. Making change is hard. It's scary. Lots of barriers and fears come up in the process. We'll talk more about these barriers in a future episode. Know that you don't have to do it alone. Hit me up on Instagram at sa.brina.brina or email me at hello at sabrinabrina.com. I don't have official coaching offers set up yet, but stay tuned. They're on their way. They're coming, and I'll have more opportunities and resources available soon. Okay, so quick recap. Today we chatted about the knee-jerk reaction of, I'm not doing that, when it comes to changes necessary to achieve your goals. We talked about the underlying fear that prompts this knee-jerk reaction, including what the different kinds of fear are and where they might be coming from. We talked about the questions you can ask yourself to explore this fear a little bit further so that you can identify your next step. And finally, we talked about some potential next steps you can take so that you don't let fear stop you in your tracks. And guys, I know this is all pretty surface level, and for some it may be challenging to come along for the ride because your situation is a little bit different. That's okay. I hope you found the nuggets that can apply to you in your situation anyway. 
And while the exact course of action really depends on where you are, what your goals are, and what's your motivating why, I think you'll be surprised to find that a lot of the advice for next steps often looks pretty damn similar. I'll go ahead and wrap it up there, but thanks for joining me for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and got some good takeaways from it. If there's anything you want me to cover in a future episode, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear from you. I'll catch up with you next time. Later. Many thanks for joining me for another episode of the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I hope today's chat gave you some things to noodle on and that you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to live a badass life. If you got any aha moments out of today's conversation, please snag a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram. Tag a friend or two and tag me at sa.brina.brina. That's S-A.B-R-I-N-A dot B-R-I-N-A. And include the hashtag Badass is the New Skinny. If you could also drop me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, it would mean the world to me. For more of the good stuff, head on over to my website at sabrinabrina.com. Now, go kick some ass, and I'll catch up with you next time. Make it a good day.